0: there something you want to advertise on books we should have read, email us at info at books we should have read dot com. That's info at books we should have read dot com. Hey guys, my name is Kelly. I am a writer, a self-proclaimed book nerd, and I love Jane Egaro. She is my new, like she has gotten, she's gained a fan in me.
1: Yes. Hey guys, Ashley, writer and producer here. And I was frustrated as hell, but Jane's writing is just phenomenal.
0: Yay! Yay! Let's get into it. Hey y'all, and welcome back to the Books We Should Have Read podcast, where we explore literature by Black and marginalized authors. This pod is an extension to the BWSR community, and you can find our complete book list for this season at bookswe should have read.com. Tune in each episode as we discuss what we liked and disliked about these reads and whether or not they're worth your time.
1: Okay, so this week we read Jane Igaros' Ties That Tether. Kelly, do you want to tell us what it was about?
0: Um so just short and simple this is a book about a young woman who comes from a uh Nigerian family she's Nigerian Canadian her name is Aziri and she is basically struggling with you know carrying on her heritage and the obligations that she feels she owes to her family but also trying to live a life that makes her happy. Mm. Um, and I love the title ties that tethered oh, girl. It girl. really, once you get into the book, it's, it's the perfect title for this story. Um, and so we, we're witnessing Aziri, who has a one night stand with a, Spanish man who is not Nigerian and she begins to fall for him like she actually has a real connection with this man in her entire life she's been told you can only marry a Nigerian man you can only have children with a Nigerian man specifically of the Edo descent Mm -hmm. and this has been hammered into her to the point where she has literally given up all happiness of having any type of relationship that gives her any fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And then in, come, like, in comes this guy from completely out of left field, Raphael, who completely changes her entire life. And we get to see this couple struggle with trying to welcome each other and to like to... Make space for each other in their very different lives um, while also having respect for one another's culture differences. Um, and we see mainly, though, what we see is Aziri trying to come from up under her mother's thumb.
1: Yeah. Like we witness Aziri's self actualization. Yes. In this. And I think that that was, I, for me, I feel like this book is disguised as a love story right it's disguised as a love story but really i i really hung on to the fact that like aziri was like coming into her own
0: you know what's interesting you say that i didn't think it was i didn't look at it as a love story or a romance even i'll be honest when i when i when they got to that like um the like in towards the middle of the book there's actually like a sex scene and i was surprised because (laughs) i was like i was like oh we're getting sex (laughs) because to me yeah exactly because to me this was not a romance novel Mm. i didn't go into it thinking it was a romance novel it to me was more about two people trying to understand each other two people who cared for one another, but came from vastly different backgrounds and cultures and trying to understand and relate to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so like for me, I, like it, it, it really caught me off guard. Like I was like, okay, we got a little spice. Yes. I was not expecting that. Um, Same. <laughs> but, uh, but I, yeah, I, I think it's, you know, I mean, maybe some people do see it disguised as a love story, but I didn't. I, the whole time I was like, this is like way deeper than just a love story. This is a lot more like a lot more going on, a lot more moving parts. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
1: Cool. Do we want to hop into the character list?
0: I didn't really make a character list, Ash. I'll be honest (laughs) with you. Oh, you did either. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So like to me... All right, y'all. I mean, very quickly, we have our main character, Aziri. She's 25 years old. She works as a creative director. She's a creative director at an ad agency. Mm -hmm. Um, She's based in Toronto. She is hardworking. She's the Falau daughter to a Nigerian mother. She immigrated to Canada when she was 12 years old. Um, She has a younger sister named Effie who's Mm -hmm. in law school, who's 23, Um, And where Effie was like the rebellious child, Aziri was the obedient child. So Mm -hmm. Aziri did everything in her power to be the perfect daughter. And now she's having that, to your point, that self-actualization of it was all for nothing because it's like no matter how obedient she is, no matter what she does, her mom, in her mom's eyes, she's still not good enough because she is not married, and, and she is having not kids, and she's not breeding, breeding. children. That, that um, was the
1: terminology that was used. That was breeding. the terminology
0: that was used was breeding. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's our main female character, Aziri, mm-hmm. and then our main male character is Rafael Castellano. He is this. Spanish man, he, um, him and Aziri have a one night stand and there's an immediate connection. And Rafael has his own secrets that he is too dealing with. Um, and he has a, a a family, a loving family. Um, but we learn very quickly on that something has happened in his life and he is trying to deal with that, but he's going about dealing with it, not in the best of ways, like he's kind of a shell of his former self and Mm -hmm. his family even recognizes that. And they kind of are trying to push him out of that. And then it's like, he meets Aziri and it's the spark. It's like a spark immediately Mm -hmm. for the Mm -hmm. first time in a long time, he feels something and he feels a connection. And he's like, I say he's 30 years old and um, he's just a Spanish, A Spaniard. A Spaniard. Yeah. Those are the only characters that I would talk about. Yeah. Honestly, I think that like, like once you get into the book, when you guys read this book, like you can expand on the other characters. But our two main characters, I mean, they are the meat and potatoes.
1: Period. The story is literally about
0: them. It's literally about them. Mm hmm.
1: tune is not a new one. It was brought back and it's healthier and bigger than ever. Let me let you know something. I when I Because, you know, it's been hard. It's been hard out here for us to find a book. So as soon as I cracked this open, just like you, my friend, I had a sigh of relief. Like, oh, my God, the writing is phenomenal. It's a page turner. And, you know, I love romantic Movies and stuff. So that's something that I had. I knew in you common. were gobbling
0: that shit up. I was like Ashley, Girl, who doesn't. Quotables. Oh my god! First of all, I was like Ashley, who doesn't like use like holding hands in public. Does not like public displays of affection, but loves Valentine's Day and loves romance movies. <laughs> I was like, this is like her crack cocaine right now. She's losing it. Yeah, and
1: so, I, so yes, right. But then. <sighs> Uh, Aziri, like, was unbearable for me for, like, 70% of this novel. Like, I Mm -hmm. wanted to like her so bad, but it's just Mm -hmm. so much about her, like, devotion to—her blind devotion to her mom and her deceased father— a promise mm-hmm. that she made to her father to marry um, an Edo Nigerian man is just I just couldn't um, relate to. And it was so frustrating for me to it, it was just so frustrating for me. And until I, we talked this afternoon, you're like, Ashley, we're not Nigerian. We're not immigrants. Mm-hmm. Yep. We are American women raised by black. American women.
0: <laughs> exactly. And this is not our lived experience. And when you step away, when you step away and look at it like that, mm-hmm. you start to have, cause I felt the same way. I, I found myself frustrated with Aziri, the but then I reminded myself like, I'm not a Nigerian woman. I'm a black American woman mm-hmm. raised by a black American woman. In America. In America. So I, when I stepped away and I looked at it from that perspective, that's when I began to be like a protective over Aziri Mm -hmm. because it was just like, this is so unfair. Now I'm protective of her as a fellow woman mm-hmm. who thinks that we should all be able to make our own decisions and follow our own paths in life. Yeah. And it's like, as so soon as you do that, it's like you, you give her grace. Then you have some,
1: uh, then you have more sympathy for her.
0: Yeah. And, and
1: yeah. And her battles instead of me, like just judging her, like, bitch, get your exactly. shit together.
0: And she's right? also a baby. Mm, she's 25. 25. That is so young. So young. And it's like, And and there's so many different uh, things we could get into, but you think of that. She's 25. She's always been the obedient daughter. Like she's not rebellious at all. And her mom is her world. Her her mother's approval is her world. And you think about it too. That can also be tied to anybody who's like a Black American experience. I have plenty of friends that their parents' approval means the world, life or death. Yeah. It's like it's everything to them. And when they don't have it, it shatters them. Mm-hmm. So I could see that connection. Um, but, yeah, man, and we talked a little bit about it earlier. It just it, it there's a lot of like we can go back to a couple episodes ago when we read Yinka, where is your uh, husband? Yinka, where's your husband mm-hmm. by um, Lizzie Blackburn? Like it is there's a lot of those intricacies because that was another Nigerian woman who was being pressured into marriage and children. Mm. And her worth did not, like she was not
1: worthy unless she was married and breeding kids.
0: Exactly. Like you were not, you were invisible until that. And it's just, Mm. it's heart-wrenching, especially today. It's like, you know, I, I constantly think about how 2023 is the, is like this time in our lives. It's like this is the first time in history that women are the freest we have ever been in history. Right? Mm-hmm. Think about that because we can work, we can own property, we can buy any, we can buy cars if we want, we can drive. We could talk we, about not having kids. We we can talk, and still people lose it. I mean, you should see people's faces when I tell them <laughs> I do not want kids. My like guys though. The older generation, yeah. like they lose it. Yeah, like my the, it is... gyno
1: is still like, to this day, when I tell her I'm not interested in having any more children, she's like, oh, you'll, you'll change your mind. Don't make any permanent and, decisions. And you already <laughs> have one. And I already have one, ma'am. I think I know. <laughs> I think I know. You know, Um, but you're so right. Bank accounts, doing so much on our own. This is our
0: first time we are truly like we can be independent and it's beautiful. And I think whenever I'm experiencing this luxury, this joy, I think about that because, you know, I I talked to my mom about this a while ago. My mom never lived by herself. Mm. She never had like her own like apartment or house. Like she never lived alone. Yeah. And that threw me off because wow. I was like, wait, what? And she was like, yeah. Cause she said, you know, I graduated high school. I went into the military mm-hmm. and then she said, and then I met your dad and we got married and my parents got married when they were super young. So like, and and then it's just like, and then she raised a family and it's just like, she never had like her own space that was just hers. Mm. And I was just like, yeah, I got to do this for you. Mm. Cause like, I just feel like that is like so jaw-dropping. To me. Like I, the thought, the thought of having a man in my space Girl. sitting on my beautiful velvet couch watching football girl, on my 60-inch TV? I was literally... I could be watching Korean drama? <laughs> By
1: yourself. Girl, I was just talking to my colleagues um, for one of my mini jobs uh, about this <laughs> the other day. Like, I just can't imagine like having a grown, another grown person in my personal space. Like, when my kid tries to girl the power I told you we had the ice storm Mm -hmm. and our power tripped and he was on um, his midwinter break so he wasn't he could stay up later. So the yeah. rest of the house is asleep and he's up. And when the lights go out at like 10 o'clock at night, he's like freaking out. So I told him if it happens again, he could sleep with me. Girl, when I tell you that was the worst thing that could have come out my mouth, because I don't like sleeping with people and I only got a, a full size bed right now. Girl, he was knees were in my butt. His head was on my pillow, my pillow. His head was on my pillow, snoring in my ear. And I said, see. This is why I'm single.
0: <laughs> Let me tell you. It's this is honestly, why I'm single. It is jaw dropping. Like thinking of having to share my space with somebody else literally makes my skin crawl. Girl. And I, the only being that I enjoy sharing space with is my dog. Because you know what? He's chilling. He don't talk. He just want treats and walks and feed him. Mm-mm. That's it. And he want to watch the shows with me. We'd be on the couch watching TV together. We chill. Yeah.
1: We like if I got into a relationship, we would have to live separately.
0: We would have to live separately. My nightmare is like, uh, oh, I can't. Like I just think Your about face. it. Like I really like. I you know what? I just really think. Like I don't know. It just that really trips me up. It's just like. A man in my space (laughs) with like his like dirty clothes, like leaving stuff
1: askew. But not only that, right? Think about it as like another grown ass person who grew up differently than you. So it's not even saying that their habits are right or wrong or what have you, right? It's it's just just two different people with two different lifestyles coming together with their own habits and trying to make do. I can't compromise. I'm not in a place in my life right now where I could compromise like that, and I am 33.
0: The only (laughs) time I can see this working for me is like, okay, picture this: we have a mansion. (laughs) I'm on the east wing. You're you're on the west west wing. (laughs) Yeah. Because like I just separate kitchens,
1: separate bathrooms.
0: It's separate bathrooms. Listen, you can we can share the kitchen because at this point, if we're living like that, we got we have help we oh, have like somebody that comes that's to the a good house point. And, cleans. and
1: cleans around the clock so, around the clock but
0: you got your own bathroom and own your bedroom. own
1: bedroom yeah. but bed-
0: i cannot and i'm a small person <laughs> if i got a sh- what yeah. i like i'm losing it yeah I would I'd really just be like, I'm talking about this and I'm like really coming to the conclusion that I do not like men <laughs> at all, but like, I was like, I, I like men, but I don't like men. You what know what it, I'm saying?
1: All I'm saying, Kelly, is like when that little boy was in my bed this week, <laughs> I I got the worst sleep I've ever gotten. And I had that realization. Like, I can't oh. imagine Because I don't like to be touched. He's all on me. And this is someone that grew inside of me. Someone that I birthed into this world.
0: You know what's crazy? You just saying that? Because you know I'm on Child Free by Choice TikTok. Oh, same. Same. I'm so serious. I. But it's uh, lesbians but and like, child-free ladies. <laughs> dude, let, let me tell you something, though. But t- that's, a, that's so good because I, whenever like people try to tell me like how great motherhood is, I'm like, y'all are dead-ass looking me in the face and lying to me because I got real friends that are mothers <laughs> that tell me, no. Like y- y'all keep it so real with me. Yeah. Um. Yes. So that. T- so the TikTok that I saw. And it was, like, she was reading about, like, she was on a Reddit post where these parents were posting, like, the actual, like, what it's like being a parent. Like, where they could be open and honest because of the anonymity. And one of the things they said was, like, one of the things she read was that a lot of parents say they don't like being touched by their, like, they don't even want to be touched by their child. Yes. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And I Mm -hmm. was like, see, this is the thing. I... Yeah, I have so much respect for parents cuz like it is like the hardest job ever. Like yeah. I, and also the way that my like I need space. I'm an introvert. I need to recharge my batteries. Same. And just sometimes like I really have nightmares about like waking up and like like my one of my recent nightmares was I like woke up and had a child and I was like, mm, yeah. "We can't do this." Mm-hmm. And it was like a kind of big child. So it wasn't like I could like take it to, to like give it away or something. It was like, like, it was like a child that could walk and talk. And I was like, Burr? like, no. Yeah. And it's just like, it really, like, I woke up like, oh, 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 no, 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 no. and it's like, and Zio just looking at me like, bitch, chill. like, But like, I really like, I don't know. I say all this to say, like, parenthood is so serious and I commend you, I commend every parent. Cause I don't know, like y'all have like the utmost like respect for me, mm. always, always. I appreciate that because it's like a lot of, and I'm not
1: one to compromise. I am very, very, very selfish, right? hmm And like having a kid has forced me in my selfishness to be selfless. It stretched me in the right ways. I've learned so many amazing things about myself through being a mother, but I don't think that people should have kids to learn amazing things about themselves. (laughs) Because when you have a kid, it's not, that's not the sole purpose of having a child, Um, right? It's like this, when you think about it, like you have a person who's a sponge, who you should want to eventually have full autonomy over themselves and so they are not yeah. your property and you have to teach them things and it's a very selfless job and so what I say to people is a hundred percent if you're not if your heart isn't in it a hundred percent and someone would try to argue me down on this like What I'm saying is if your heart isn't in it 100%, I don't advise you to have a child. And then someone Mm. said, well, most people don't know if they're in it 100%. And I'm like, and that's why most people shouldn't have kids.
0: That proves my point. You're proving (laughs) the point. Like, it's gotta be a thing where you're like, no, I'm going to have this baby Mm -hmm. and understand. And my thing is, I think people forget that these are not gonna be babies forever. Like, I always look at kids as, this is going to be a person that goes out in the world, pays taxes, and you hope is a good, decent human being. A productive like, member of society. Exactly. And it's mm-hmm. like, I think so many people get stuck on like cuteness of babies and like how adorable they are. They're a lot of work, too. And they They're cost so a lot much, of money.
1: Like So
0: much money.
1: I don't think people realize it. And it, it breaks my heart every day. And not for the parents, but for the children. It breaks my heart for the babies. Like, exactly. you know, I don't know. But anyway, Anyway, I I digress. We digress. (laughs) We went on a tangent. But yes,
0: so it's like, so back to it. So it's like the first time it's like we're in this generation where women have the choice, right? We have, we have choices and it's so beautiful. And so it's so hard to watch Aziri, a modern woman, mm -hmm, feel like, like, in her trapped. mind, she doesn't trap. She has no choice. Like this is like her life is not
1: her life. No, she owes she feels like she owes her parents her life. Like she owes them for bringing her into the world. And that is not that is not it. Mm Yes, yeah, So it. that was that was so frustrating to me until we had that conversation mm-hmm. and <clears throat> I was able to look at it through a different lens. And I gained so much sympathy for her and I just really rooted for her. But I'm, I'm telling you, Jane's writing, baby, baby, Jane's writing was so fluid. Yes. This is a page turner. And let me let you know something. From page one, drama. Like it's so much shit happens in this book, y'all, that we can't even mention to you.
0: <laughs> right? I love, and I love parts of the book where you could feel the tension. Mm. Like there was there were parts where I could feel that tension, mm-hmm. like those encounters. Like there was a couple elevator scenes. Yeah that like, it was like, it was palpable. It was like jumping off the pages. Like yeah. I was like, damn, give it to me. Cause this is insane. Um, but yeah, and also, um, what did I tell you? I was like, Jane really got me rooting for this whole ass girl. Standard. That was frustrating as fuck. Not, <laughs> not me on the side of a descendant of Christopher Columbus, bitch. Girl. <laughs> what? Rooting for the key
1: colonizers of the I'm planet.
0: Rooting okay? for Mr. Rafael Castellano. Hard. But I will say this about Rafa. He was a great character. Now, he did have his flaws, obviously. Yeah. But. Man, he tried as hard as, like, that later when we find out some of the things that he was doing in the background. Oh. Because he knew how, like, he just wanted to make Aziri feel better. And he, he really loved her so much. So much. You could, t- he was raised right. He came from a really good family. Let me tell you. I was like, God damn it. I really like this man. <laughs> we are saying Raphael. Like, Raphael was, like, a true like god damn he's just proof of like what you think you deserve is not always gonna come in the package you think it is oh say it one more time kelly what you think you deserve is not gonna come in the package that you think it is Ooh. i try to tell this to my friends a lot i have these conversations with friends Um, that think that their ideal type is going to look a certain way, be a certain way, a certain height. A certain race, ethnicity. And I'm like, yo, like, it don't work like that. Fate and soul ties, like, they got a way of, it's, your person is out there and your person may not be in the package you think they're going to be in. Mm. And when you let go of that, I'm telling you, they just walk right in. And yeah. I think that's really what happened to Aziri. Like, the moment she let her guard down, what happened? Came strutting in.
1: Just unexpectedly.
0: Unexpectedly. Like, y'all, this book is so good. Like, it's so well written. Like you said, Ash, Jane's writing is so fluid. It's, it's like such an easy read. Mm. And from page one, you're like locked into this family, this characters, these dynamics. Um the storytelling and I so appreciate it. And I loved, I loved, I loved that we got an epilogue. Mm,
1: and it was the perfect epilogue. I was like, oh my God, Jane is a woman of my own heart. You're she is the She definitely same. a lover of <laughs>
0: romance films and everything. Harry Met Sally. You, when Harry Met Sally is one of my favorite romantic comics. It's times, so good. It's so good. all times, yeah. I talk about it all the time. Like, I think it's like one of the best romantic comedies. Same, same. And, um, And it was just like, so it was just wrapped up so great. And I love that she tied all the loose ends.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, we said Harry met Sally. I'm like, I'm going back to the diner scene when she was talking about her ex-boyfriend thinking that she was cheating on him. And she was just like, because I would wear these panties and they would have the days of the week on them, but they didn't have Sunday. And he was like, well, where's Sunday? What happened to Sunday? And then <laughs> the Harry was just like, well, where was Sunday? And she said, well, they didn't make Sunday. And he said, why? And she says, because God. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's my favorite part of that. Um... I watch that movie at least three times a year.
0: Oh, I know, Ash. At we least. know the queen of rewatching everything a million that's times.
1: Because peak Meg Ryan, y'all. Let's let's it. Yo, not even. it
0: really is. That's, Meg was the it girl. Do not forget. Yo, Meg Ryan, had she had the romantic comedy scene in a, in a chokehold. Like, that was it hers. Was, that Her was domain. hers. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. You know what's crazy, Ash? I was thinking about you because love got canceled on HBO. Girl. Girl. I really loved like you put me on that show and i really fucking loved the it the second season
1: was so li- and the first season was really good don't get me started no,
0: but. it was it was so good and i was just like yo the third season like just imagine because the first season was really good second season was phenomenal i was like third season would have been fantastic
1: they could have done so much with that show and it's just like maybe they just didn't have the budget the, or the budget, the right ideas. They yeah. really weren't committed. And so sometimes people just need to take a break, step back. Maybe it will come back yeah. in a few years. you never know,
0: maybe it will. And also, you know, sometimes it's just like, you know, at least we got a taste of like a really good show oh, but- so,
1: girl, ok. you want to talk about really good shows? Mm. jenny and georgia please tell me you've watched it on netflix
0: no i've not watched it but i've heard mixed things about it because a lot of people are like obsessed with it and other people say it's a hot mess it's a
1: hot ass mess but i'm obsessed with it so i I fall in two camps
0: (laughs) yeah like a lot of people say like it's uh, like they can't get into it because it's a mess i just like i saw the previews for it and i was like this ain't my ministry
1: it's really good it is really, 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 really good. I loved it. I binged mm. it all last weekend.
0: <laughs> Both not, seasons. Not surprised. <laughs> not surprised at
1: all. It was so good. But yeah. Oh, I lo- I. I want to meet Jane. I feel like we would be besties. We could talk about rom-coms all day. <laughs> I would love
0: to interview her. I would love to interview her. I think she would be a great conversation because she's she's special. I also like I'm just grateful to her cause she got us out of this fucking slump. Bitch,
1: <laughs> I don't even know. I was like, I was debating <laughs> on whether or not we wanted to talk about the fact that like well first off this episode may be delayed okay for a multitude of reasons
0: yeah maybe we should put like in the front like hey guys sorry
1: for the delay <laughs> it's been crazy and if and if i forget to put it in the front it's right here so listen listen and coming coming close coming close guys so what had happened was me and Kelly were on our way we were reading a book <clears throat> that had fantastic reviews on Goodreads. Re- and this is why I say, niggas on Goodreads do not be telling the truth, except for me and Kelly. We tell y'all the motherfucking truth.
0: We are going to keep it 100 with y'all. Huh? This book had, I said, Kelly, that fucking
1: book had like a 4.26 like, rating on when Goodreads. When you
0: said that, my jaw dropped. The, no way. The writing was terrible.
1: The premise <laughs> was like, who... Cleared this and it was printed. I'm going to say who was printed. It was printed Simon by Simon and & Schuster. And Schuster.
0: What are y'all doing over there?
1: Too many people had to have their eyes on this book in order to get it printed, right? And it was garbage. So me and Kelly at the last minute had to scrap a whole book the day before we were supposed to record Was it the day before or the day of?
0: It was the day of. We were supposed to record yesterday and we had to scrap a book and then we proceeded to read this book.
1: Like, because we were like, we didn't we did not want to give you guys another filler episode. We wanted to give you a book review. Exactly. So we finished the book today and the episode is two days late. (laughs) to to fred
0: (laughs) possibly a couple days late y'all and also there's a whole ass ice storm
1: so oh yeah we had it we had an ice storm there's a power issue but even besides that we are getting the episode to fred two days late so this episode is more than likely going to be delayed but it girl we've been pretty much y'all it's
0: been a struggle y'all like honestly it's so like depressing and Jane was the light at the end of the tunnel that wasn't a fucking train. No, because, okay, I was
1: thinking about it because you've been saying it, like, this year is like, just not been a good good year for books, but, Kelly, you're so right because last year we had heavy hitters.
0: And we had, there was just, like, the rollout for even, and and not even just saying, like, obviously, like, we're not gonna, you know, we can look at books that weren't even released in the last few years, maybe older, but it's just been hard, like, and I just knew, because when I started seeing the rollout list for books rele- book releases, I was reading them um, fucking synopses. Like, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. What yeah. are we getting? Like, and it's just really upsetting. And then it's just like, when a book sounds interesting and we get it. Not only
1: a book sounds interesting, but people who are revered in this community reviewing said
0: books, like honestly i feel like is the book i feel like the book community is getting real beauty influencer Mm -hmm. like you know we lying on books now y'all like y'all be lying on mascara in the beauty community Mm -hmm. because yeah like who is paying y'all who is paying y'all to say this
1: yeah and i get it it's like especially in Our Bookstagram community, how niche it is with like Black and reading marginalized books. I understand Mm -hmm. that we don't want to like tear people down, which is why me and Kelly have decided if the book doesn't get at least a three, we are not going to feature it for that reason. But I also am not going to lie about likings. I can't, I would not be able to sleep at night.
0: Mm -mm. I'm not letting y'all spend (laughs) y'all money on some nonsense. (laughs) the fuck?
1: Period. So shout Times out. is hard. <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly. Shout out to Jane.
1: Because Oof. when we, the, I mean, from the first time we read the synopsis, like we knew.
0: And remember I said, I was like, Ashley, are we reading this one first? And you were like, no, I already started the other one. And I was like, okay. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. That other one was trash. I should and have listened to you. But it's all
0: good. It's all good. And the cover is beautiful. Yeah. Like y'all, the cover is oh, so dope. It's so, it's so good. dope. I just realized that, like, in her sunglasses is Raphael.
1: His side <gasps> profile. I
0: just I realized. Did, I did not notice that. That's a cute detail. <laughs> that is so cute. Yeah, Jane. yeah, y'all. Yeah. This one,
1: girl. Jane ties that tether. She did that. Um, I'm always, like, throwing it to you for, like, okay, what did you rate this? But I'm going to go first. Go
0: first. What'd you rate this book, Ashley? I'm going to
1: give this one a (laughs) 4.5. I'm going to give this one a hard 4.5. I loved it, loved it, loved it so much. And uh, it's not a 5 because I was just completely like um infuriated you by Aziri. You do a not Ziri. need to
0: explain why it's not a five, Ashley. I'm not going to make you explain that. <laughs> okay. I promise you.
1: But other than that, like I love this book. I will say that everything that was supposed to happen, like happened. Yeah. Like she, I don't know, her writing is just stunning. I can't wait to read more of her work. Ties that
0: tether, y'all. Yeah, it's a banger what you give it? I gave it a solid four. Mm-hmm. Love this book. Loved the relationship between Aziri and Raphael. Loved the, I love that they had so many differences. And at the end of the day, they were like, no, like, let's be adults about this. Let's figure out these differences. Let's work. We can compromise. We will meet in the middle because we love each other. Um, Mm -hmm. I just, I love shit like that. And this book made me feel so, so good. And also Jane's writing was phenomenal. And Mm -hmm. like, I was just so impressed. And I was like, we need Jane Agaro's I, like whenever I like am very blown away by an author and just like, oh, I'm just happy that she wrote. And I read her acknowledgments and she talked about how her mom would always say that one of my kids is gonna be a writer. I just know it's like, there's three of them and her mom would always constantly, constantly say one of my kids is going to be a writer one of my kids is going to be a writer I just know it (laughs) and then she said that like she Jane said she never thought it would be her because she wasn't really good at reading or writing growing up and she said and like she kind of sent her acknowledgments like mom I'm the kid that's a writer now and I was (laughs) like this is so that. I'm so
1: mad I didn't have time to read the acknowledgments.
0: I, it's like, it was like really just, it, it just resonated so well. And I just, Jane, I'm, did she, I'm glad you're a writer too, truly.
1: Did she talk about her love for rom coms? Did she mention that in her acknowledgments or no?
0: I, think, I mean, it's evident in the book. I think so, she did mention matter. it in like the beginning. Like she did hint at it, like her, mm-hmm. her, um, love of rom-coms and she kind of just told she and she talked about which characters were the people in her at her real life like christina i think is like her based off of her her sister mm. and like jacob is based off of her brother stuff like that mm. um but yeah so I, I just i really just am so happy that we that ashley that you found these this gem of an author and this book you n- you know, it's been sitting
1: in my Amazon wish list for a minute. Yo, and, and like we
0: actually like I think we bought the last two copies of one of her books because I remember when I placed my order, it was like two copies left. Hurry up and buy. <laughs> and we were like, oh, we got to order. <laughs> okay, these. We got to get this. Yes. And thank goodness. like, Jane, you mm-hmm. have a fan in me. Y'all ties that tether. Go pick it up. Support a black woman to infinity to infinity. Period.
1: Y'all, I'm say I'm saying this book. We so many things we couldn't touch on like the many twists and motherfucking turns. But
0: we don't want to spoil it for you because y'all need to go buy this book. Read it. Support a black woman. Um, I love a
1: good Mm. self-actualizing story, especially one about a black woman coming into her own power. Um, And this one is definitely, And
0: getting the love she fucking deserves. Mm -hmm. She got with, you know what I loved about Raphael? He saw her. For everything Mm -hmm. that she was, because she was on a lot of bad first dates, y'all. She was on a lot Mm -hmm. of bad dates. And all those men cared about was, can you cook?
1: Can you clean? are
0: you healthy? Can you get me kids? Can you, can you get birth? Like
1: it was, Do you want to stop working
0: when you have kids, oh right? Oh, God. I mean, honestly, better than me because I would have threw my drink at that man. Like, it's just, and Period. he saw her for her. He saw her as intelligent, a boss-ass bitch, great at her job, just amazing, mm-hmm. and he loved all of that about her, and he didn't want her to change a thing. No. <sighs> Love uh, it. yeah
1: you're so right I love it love this highly suggested y'all go pick up Ties That Tether by Jane Agaro Um, get your 10 pages in a day thank you so much for listening apologies if this episode is late oh also wanted to let you guys know that Writers Rest Retreat 2023 is taking place in Little Rock, Arkansas and it's a writing retreat all-inclusive writing retreat for black women and femme writers and we have two spots left so if you're interested go to The Writers Rest on Instagram Click the link in our bio to register. Um, Yeah. Hey. That's it. That's all.
0: That's all, all, 'all. (laughs) you Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Till next time.
1: Don't forget to like, review, and subscribe to the Books We Should Have Read podcast. And don't forget to leave suggestions for books you would like for us to check out in future collections. This podcast is a Books We Should Have Read production with sound engineering and editing by About Right Media. The dope-ass track you hear in the intro and outro is called Lavender Mint and is produced by Time Makes Beats. And our transitional music is called It's a Vibe, and is produced by Donovan Glover and Mefta. Their Instagram pages are linked in the show notes. Follow Books We Should Have Read on Instagram at Books We Should Have Read to stay up to date with BWSR happenings. Follow Ashley at Bashweiser and Kelly B at Kelly Likes to Read on Instagram. If you liked what you heard and want to support this Black woman-owned and operated movement financially, there is an anchor link in the show notes where you can do just that. Any and everything is welcomed and appreciated. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, bye y'all.